I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to episode 64 of the T-Row and Funky Show, brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap and Dollar Mats. Tommy, what's going on, man? Oh, nothing, my brother. I'm enjoying uh, State Tourney Weekend in Ohio. Um, a lot of good news in the wrestling community, and we're ramping up for the for the most exciting week of the year. You called me out last episode and said, you know, I kind of said Big Tens is... is <laughs> Is almost as good as any. So I didn't know what I was talking about, Ben. Um, Thank you. I can't. I'm so excited for this this yeah. week. Awesome. I, I got done with my workout this morning, and I was driving, and I'm like, "Wait, it's only three days till I leave to NCAs." And I got all freaking excited in my car because it was only three days till I got to leave to NCAs. <laughs> so when you get excited in your car by yourself, what are you do? What are you doing? I was just like. I don't know. I, I didn't do anything. I just got all excited. Now I was like, "Yes, three days, NCAs." Oh no! I sent a tweet out. I said, "I said, I sent a tweet out." I said, "This is better than Christmas week. The NCAs are coming up, or something, something to that awesome. effect." Um, yeah. So I, I was, uh, I was pretty excited. Um, hey, so let's hit some state tournament stuff. Um, what happened in Ohio? I heard, I heard. Um, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about a four timer losing his fourth title, but. Uh, Kyle Lawson was also going for four and, and did not That's complete correct. the. I right? don't know the backstory. I don't know if he was injured or if he just kind of bombed out or what. But obviously, a three-time defending state champion going for his fourth title, you'd think he's a heavy favorite. He uh, he lost on the front side of the bracket in the quarters, got all the way to the Concy semis, and then dropped out. So I don't know if he's sick, hurt, or what. But yeah, um, I wish I wish I knew more of that backstory. But yeah, sure. still huge news, as you know. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, man, oh, I, you know, I don't want to get you too pumped up, but man, I, I was just looking at kind of the the place matches for Ohio, and wow, there was uh, some of those brackets. I can't remember. I think which one's your biggest? The Division One, Two, or Three is your biggest? Division One's the big school. Division One is the big school. I think it was Division One then. Um, at one oh six or one thirteen, they had like four or five guys that I recognized were all Americans. Um, there's that Rennie and Shaver and uh, Tag, and yep. man, the bracket was tough. Hey, you want to know something that's interesting, Ben? And I got on a text uh, discussion with my college coach Russ Hellickson and a bunch of other people on the text. Sure. But I and I'll actually read it to you. Um, I said Russ, and I've got like so Russ Hellickson was my college coach. He's a wrestling legend. Knows yep. the, knows the sport. And then I got you know a slew of other college wrestlers on the group. I said Russ. Do you think is it a relevant coincidence or something to it that Ohio State has had more success with Ohio D three kids kids than D one or two? Anyway, and so let me make sure D three is a small one, correct? That's correct. Okay. And he said they have more to prove. So I went through it because I've always had the inkling that we've had more success with D three. This is your topic. Through, I went through it for about thirty or forty minutes, and it is true. 
The Ohio kids, out of all the All-Americans that are from Ohio, that went to Ohio State, Ohio State has had 10 national champions in Division Three from Ohio, three national champions in Division Two from Ohio, and two national champions in Division One from Ohio. So, but does, let me ask you this, Tommy. Do you believe that would hold true if you talk, talk about all Ohio kids? That well, so so so. Period. I wasn't trying to get to an answer. I, it's not like you know. Sometimes you ask a question that you already have the answer to. Sure. I was really just curious. So Russ, like they have more to prove. I said, D, you know, it's really interesting that D one's the weakest over forty some year period, and two of the D one All Americans are in fact walk ons, which kind of points to having more to prove, so on and yeah. so forth. And then we finally got, and D3 is going to add Colin Moore to the mix this year. Of course. Um, so it's even, and so it got to the point where we were just talking, you know, um, it, it probably is the fact that D1 kids in Ohio are recruited by a greater yeah. mass of college coaches than D3 sure. kids are. So D3 kids are, are notably more under the radar just intuitively than a D1 kid in Ohio, and Ohio State has the benefit of knowing the ins and outs of that kid more than another school. So yeah, we no, came that, to the, that's good. That's good analysis. We came to the conclusion that it's more that than it is D three kids have more to prove. But although I think there's truth to that, it's just not as identifiable. But one thing that we did identify that was interesting is if you're a blue chip D three Ohio kid. So if you are nationally known D three, for example, myself, Jaggers, Steber. Um, Tomasello is D2 and 3 but you know those types of blue chips basically if you're D3 Ohio blue chip Caleb Romero yeah. you stay at home it's basically a guarantee history shows it's a guarantee you stay at home and go to Ohio State so is that is that a type is it that the type of the kid you know because they're from a small town they don't want to go right Right. that too right whereas if you're a blue chip D1 kid it's basically a crapshoot if you go to Ohio State or not yeah, I, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you a couple. And man, we, I don't want to get too deep into this because we got a lot of NCAA to talk about. But a couple interesting things that I know I observed, and one was when I was at Arizona State for the the two years, and, and we were recruiting out there. And a lot of people don't realize this, but most state tournaments in the West Coast—Colorado, um, Utah, Idaho, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico—they have like thirty teams per division, right? Right, and so you think about winning a state title. You're one out of thirty. You know, in Wisconsin, I believe it's 128. Um, in Missouri, I think it was 80 to 90 per division. Ohio's Ohio's 220. 220 per division, and so so when you look at that, right, you're thinking like, well, obviously, if you're winning a state title in one of those states, that you're not nearly as good, right, because you only have to be the best out of 30 as opposed to the best right. out of, and so, but you know, when you look at those those states, kind of the ones I listed. Uh, they do produce for for and most of, for as small as most of their populations are, like especially if you look at Utah and Idaho. They produce a pretty solid amount of high level college wrestlers, and and my analysis was this: is that those kids might not have been very good, but because they won three or four state titles and they were always the best kid around, they thought they were pretty good, right? And so it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy when they go to college. They think that they don't know that they suck. Right, <laughs> right. They think they're really good, so they're just going to work their ass off till they're really good because they think that's what they're supposed to be, right? Right. And, um, you know, I th- I think what I, I and then I kind I kind of started thinking more and more about this, and it was um, then I started thinking about like okay, all the kids that came into Missouri, blue chip versus non blue chip, right? 
And I thought the, the biggest advantage the blue chip kids had, again, like those small state school or small state kids, was that the blue chip kids thought they were supposed to be good. When you go skill for skill or physicality for physicality, it wasn't that much different. But it's it just, I think that mindset is so important. And so, you know, I think California has a lot of pride in their one division. But if you're talking about producing college prospects, I think them having one division is uh, a huge detriment to the kids' success on the next level. Completely agree. I completely agree. It's cool to be a state champ from California. Don't get me wrong. That is a cool little feather in your cap, but it's not the ideal platform to promote and get you thinking about the next level. Yeah, 100%. Um, hey, I'd love to talk about this, but you know we got the NCAA tournament this week, right? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I love it. interested in that. Uh, we Yeah, we should talk about that more in the offseason. Um, okay, let's talk with Spencer Lee. What's your take? So I watched the match. Um, here's my take. Spencer Lee is clearly injured. Um, and DeSanto was clearly a man on a mission and wrestled in a completely inspirational way. And even though Lee's torn ACL might in fact or probably is in fact the main reason he lost, it does very little to the story for me, Ben, because sure. – of the way that DeSanto wrestled, when you watch the whole match, he was he believed within every ounce of him that he was gonna win that match. And I loved it. Sure. I loved yeah. it. So my thought is I think he lost because he's hurt, but the story to me is just as cool as if he wasn't hurt, if that makes any sense. No, that makes a lot of sense and uh yeah, I guess, I guess I would say, generally speaking, I feel the same way. What, what about this angle, Tommy? How do you feel about the fact that, and you know, we'll take another kid, for example, Yanni Diamakahalis had the elbow issue, right? And he said, I'm foregoing my senior year because I want to have surgery because I want to be, be ready to wrestle on the next level, right? So Spencer Lee, I guess, what, well, he's been hurt for six to eight weeks or something like that? Uh-huh. What do you think about the fact that he continued to go for his four-state title instead of getting that surgery done a little bit earlier? Because I think I would, I think I would have done what Spencer Lee did. Yeah, I think I probably would have too. Jason history, undefeated career, and the best. Has anyone career. ever been undefeated in Pennsylvania for four years? Uh, did Colat or no? I, I did Anyways, it's, it's unbelievable, and so. I commend him for trying to do it. I think it's worth an extra six or eight weeks recovery into the into the early fall in college. Yeah, and and I thought that he did the right thing. I feel bad for Spencer Lee. I really do. Yeah, um, I, I feel bad for him. I just think the story is still amazing. You know. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think it's an amazing story. I think he's gonna be fine. Obviously, after he gets his surgery, I, th- I think he'll be all right. He was clearly limited. You know, he was limited. I both. mean, you know what though? But when I was watching, man, he tried. Um, he tried an inside trip with his hurt knee, and it looked, it looked kind of fine. You know, I, I Hulk, think he was limited. He couldn't. He couldn't. Um, he couldn't put sequences together. In my opinion, I just don't think he felt completely himself because of the injury, where he was just like it's like wrestling with two left feet sure. almost. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's that's what he had going on. Sure. But All right, so there's four, there's four undefeated state four four time undefeated state champions in Pennsylvania history. One one was from two are from the 1940s. Um, one was from the 1950s, and then you have Kerry Collette at 137 and 0. 
Yeah, so that's why he did that, and I don't blame him. Yeah, makes sense. Basically, he's got three old guys that nobody knows, and Kerry Colat, arguably the greatest high school wrestler ever. I mean, I would be going for that too. Yeah, most definitely. Has anyone ever done it in Ohio, Tommy? Undefeated, four-time state champion. I don't think it happened. Logan, it has not happened because there's. A, I'm, I'm looking at this uh, sheet. I'm looking at has all undefeated four-time state champions. Bo Jordan lost once to Skinyazny as a freshman. Um, Logan Steber lost to David Taylor in the Ironman um, once. David Taylor lost two. I don't know. He lost one or two. It hasn't happened. Okay. Nice. Well, all right. You ready to get on NCAAs or what? Yeah, man. I mean, that. that I, I think, you know, this DeSanto kid just – Tell me, what did you see when you saw how he was wrestling? Don't you think he just never – he just believed he was going to win? Yeah, uh, 100%. Um, I thought he'd think he thought he was going to win. He was totally engaged. He was totally committed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 100%. Vision quest, right? Got it. Okay, let's move on. I can tell you want to move on. So I want to go to freaking NCAAs. All right, let's go. Let's go. Congrats, Austin Santo, but NCAAs this week. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go. All right, so I, I think we should go 125 pounds, 125 pounds and up. Each of us picks the finalists and the champion, and then talk about any, any interesting things in the bracket. Okay. And I will say, um, man, I, so two things. I feel like, number one, the seating committee has never done a better job. I don't think there's many outrageous seeds this year. And then number two, since they went from 12 seeds to to 16 seeds, and I can't remember what the year was when they did that. It, it was fairly recently. Um, it kind of has taken away some of the better first-round matchups, right, because people are seated properly. And so if you're not seated, you're 17 or lower. So the chances for a, a, a tough first-round match are not as good as they were, right? Correct. So, all right. What, what, some what, of the, what takes away some of the drama. It does, a little bit. We, yeah, definitely takes away some drama. Um, 125 pounds, you got Gilman 1, Dance 2, um, oh my gosh. Oh, Soriano 3, Cruz 4, Lambert 5. Uh, obviously, the story here is Soriano. I, I don't think he's, I mean, I don't think he's got a chance to win a match. That just, from watching him walk out, doesn't look good. And, you know, I thought that could have really affected the team race, say, if, um, you know, Soriano was a 2 and, say, Piccinini was a 6 or something, something to that effect where it made Pichinini's road forward a little easier. But um, Suriano ends up with Lizak, Tarao, and Rodriguez kind of in his little pool. So I don't think that his spot is really going to affect anybody. Where are the brackets on flow? I mean, I have them um, pretty much memorized. Uh, I'm on track wrestling. All right. Yeah, I don't know if Flo has them up or not. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm on track wrestling. Um, so I think, I, I man, I hate to say this. I really hate to say this. Uh, I mean, I got Gilman going to the finals. And as scary as it is to pick Joey Dance, because Joey Dance, I, I just feel like as good as he is, he always finds a way to lose at the NCAA time. But when I look at my options of who I'm going to pick above him, you know, none of those guys, Lezak or Russell or Mueller, make me too excited. So I, I think it's going to be Dance Gilman in the finals. Obviously, they had that barn burner at the NCAAs two years ago where Dance was winning the whole match and came back and lost at the end. So I got I got Dance Gilman, 
Yeah, and oh man, I sure don't want to see Gilman win. So I'm just going to pick Dance just so I don't have to pick Gilman. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm going Dance Gilman and I'm taking Gilman. Dance Gilman. Okay, you're taking Gilman. Well, you're, you're smarter than me. <laughs> or, or less stubborn, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this bracket is just not too exciting. I, you know, I think when you you put Spencer Lee in the mix next year and you possibly put Dayton Fix in the mix, I think this bracket gets more interesting. But then when we go to something like 133. Um, Holy fireworks. Yeah. I mean, that right? Just the difference between one bracket is is, is freaking amazing to me. I mean, 133, I look at that bracket and I'm like, Wow. This is a really good bracket. And on top of that, a lot of these guys are coming back, right? Tom Masello's back. Mitchich is back. Brock is back. Gross is back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Like, we're going to see these guys for a while. Love it. So where do we even start here, dude? This is a uh, Where this do is we next... start? Zane Richards is the freaking eighth seed. He almost went to the NCAA Finals last year. I know. And he's only got four losses. And he's, yeah, and he's only got four losses. How is he the eighth seed, then? Because he's lost to what? He lost to NATO twice and Mitchich and Clark. Is that who he's lost to? Did or did he, he lose to Montoya also? Well, did he lose to NATO twice? He definitely lost in the duel. Yeah, I don't think they wrestled at Big Tens. Hmm. Dang. Well, they lost someone at Midlands. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an amazing bracket. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going Tomasello all the way. Against Seth Gross. Um, I'm going Tomasello Gross, and I'll take Tomasello. But let me tell you another pick I got. Okay, that I, that let's I, go. That I feel good about. I'm going with Mitchick for third. So, I, I, so are you going Mitchick over Clark in the quarters, or are you going Mitchick comes yeah, to the wrestleback? Mitchick's only loss is to Tomasello, and I think that he establishes himself as, you know, he's already established, but I just think this guy's an animal. When I watched him at the Big Tens, I couldn't have been more impressed. Nate Tomasello beat him by one, and it was that's how much better he was than them by one. And I think the only reason that Nate's going to beat him is just he's just got more battle test. He's just more battle tested, and um, so I'm taking him over Mitchick in the semis in a tight match, tight match. And then I I think Mitchick's going all the way to third, no matter who you put in front of him. That's how good I think he is. You think he's that good? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's really good. Um, am I taking him over Clark in the quarters? Ooh, I think he's going to work him. That's a tough one. And, and you know the the other the other really tough quarter for me is is Gross Montoya um, because Gross, I, I kind of just changed the subject there. Okay, I'll go I'll go I'll go Mitchick show Mitchick over Clark, um, but Montoya Gross. Um, they have a fairly similar style. They're both kind of lanky. They're both really tough mat wrestlers. They both scramble really well. Um, so that in, in my mind, I know that's a seven versus a two, but I believe Montoya's been ranked two this year, so it's not like he's he's way out of the ballpark. Tell um, me about Dom Forrest from Pitt. I don't know much about him. I, I have no idea. He's only he's only got one loss this year. Um, obviously, I've heard the name, but I can't say I've watched him wrestle too much. I don't know anything about him. I never heard of him until I looked at this bracket. Let's see. What did you last year NCAAs? Last year NCAAs, he loses to George DiCamillo and Earl Hall, and he beat Don Malone, Jamal Morris, and Corey Keener. So he won three matches at NCAAs last year. Um, obviously, six seed nationals. He's pretty good, but I, I don't know what to expect out of him. 
Right. right. Damn it all, Tommy. Why don't we research more? Uh, because we, we, we got to quit our day jobs. We don't do this for a living. Okay, so I got You're pretty good for not doing this for a living. I gotta say. Well, you know what? When we actually can, when we actually get to watch the uh, the matches, you know, we can kind of pick stuff apart pretty well. It's just when we yeah. don't get to see them. Um, okay, so I'll go. I'll go Montoya over Gross, Brock over Montoya. You got Brock versus NATO in the finals, and I go NATO. You got Brock Nato. Yeah. Like Shark Nato. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got Nato Gross, and we both picked Nato. Yeah. And I'm picking okay. Mitchick and um, Mitchick in the semis. Uh, I'm sorry, in the, in the quarters and Montoya in the quarters. I think those are two really big matches. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, if Brock makes the finals, that's huge for Oklahoma State's. Um, Gosh, the quarters, the quarters at 133 is all the way down. All the way down. I mean, Richards, yeah, Richards was, what, third place last year? Freaking Richards and Tomasello. Is, is, you know, Tomasello worked him in the duel, but credential-wise, that is a brutal quarterfinal. Yeah, it is, 100%. I mean, they're, what, they're, they were both third at NCAAs last year. Right. So, yeah, that, that's a brutal quarterfinal. All right. Um, and like I said, I think, um, I think uh, blah, 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 um, Brock making the finals is huge for. I think when you look at Oklahoma State's team race, obviously this is you know, this is pretty clear to everyone. But they have ten guys who can score points, and, and Penn State has less, but they obviously have more sure finalists. So it's like, what does Oklahoma State need to do? Oklahoma State needs to punch guys in the finals. They got to punch guys in the finals. So if they could get a Brock or a Kalika, which I'm cheering against Kalika because I think it's gonna be him and Mays in the semis. But if they can get a couple guys like that in the finals, that's huge points for them. Yep, I'm with you. All right, so let's move to their their only number one ranked wrestler, Dean Heil. Um, so we got Heil one, uh, Kolodzik four, Ashnault five, um, McKenna three, and and Jack two. Uh, and you got returning NCAA finalist Bryce Meredith all the way down at number ten. Rightfully so, based on this season. And I, th- you know, I think another <laughs> interesting first round matchup. Because and it's interesting because it affects the team race is is Jimmy Gillibon versus Javier Gasca, where Gasca's the 13 seed, Gillibon's unseeded, and this is funny to me because last week Gillibon was the two at uh, at Big Tens and Gasca was the seven. And, and let me tell you something else about Gasca. Uh-huh. I think Gasca's got Gillibon's number. He's beaten him a couple times. Yeah, I mean he has number last week. That's for sure. I think he's beaten him prior to that. The thing is, is that Gaska is injured. He's, he's hurt, injured. He's hurt legitimate. He was hurt legitimately. He in his semifinal match going into the Big Tens, I was there. Um, but he made the fight. He won that match. Yeah, but he got injured in the overtime. He walked. He ran out of the gym with his arm at his side, as if his shoulder or collarbone was severely mangled. Wow. And that's, that's part of the reason why he got worked so bad by Ashnault, aside from not being oh, good no, enough. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's injured, man. So Damn, that, you know Jimmy Gilbot and Drew Matt Manley last year? Matt Manley was essentially wrestling on one leg. Right. So it's interesting because this guy has Gulabon's number, uh-huh. but he's... Yeah, that's, that's a big deal, huh? Yeah, it is. It really is. And and then, but you know, I don't know how far Gilbon's road goes because um, 
as spotty as he been as he has been, I just can't see him. Uh, I can't see him getting past Matt Klozik. So if he does beat Gaska, I can't see him getting past Matt Klozik in the second round. So you know, who has Klozik lost to this year? Uh, let me look it up. I, I want to say McKenna and Ashnault, but that is, I am not confident. Beat Ashnault in the duel. Let's see. He, oh, he lost to Kevin Jack in the finals of Midlands. What was the score? Uh, 1-0. And I can't, I can't find his other loss. So I know he beat Ashnault in that duel outside. Oh, yeah, he did. Right in the beginning of the season. Uh-huh. And he, he did, yeah, I was correct on McKenna. He lost to McKenna 4-0 in their duel meet. Yeah, this bracket. I don't. I, I you know as excited as I was about as excited as I was about one thirty three, uh, one forty one. None of these guys gets me that excited. And, yeah, they're all obviously very high level, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not, I'm not excited about this. I'm gonna go. Let's get rid of this bracket. I'm gonna go. Jaden Ironman in the finals from the eighth seed. Come on, dude. You're getting sloppy. Why can't I pick him? There was it was a one point match in the duel. Okay, fine. It was what seven six. Let me let me Google it. Let me Google it. So I, I you know I don't want to mislead you, Tommy. Okay, the duel this season: Jaden Ironman versus Dean Heil. The score was eight. Okay, eight to six. But he cut him right at the end to try to get a takedown. So it was seven six. Right? It's not bad. Yeah. And I'm gonna go Kevin Jack, Jaden Ironman. Finals, Jay Nairman national champ. Heard it here first. I'm going, I'm going Kaladzic in the finals with McKenna. McKenna wins. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. Th- good those guys are all so close. You, you could really see it going any way there. Yep. I'm not excited. <laughs> all right, 149. <laughs> I'm more excited about 149. Can we get excited about that? Well, you're excited because Le'Veon Mays, but I'm not excited because Mick Jordan's on Rutherford's side. Yeah, that's fantastic. Tell me why Le'Veon Mays deserves to be ahead of Mick Jordan. Well, he didn't get tech fault twice. We can start with that. Okay. He he didn't show up for the match. We can start with that. He was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt at that point, I think. Who's Mays lost to? Mays lost to Thompson, and he lost to Kalka, and he avenged both of those losses. So both guys he lost to, he has beaten. He's only got two losses. The only so so Mick Jordan has three losses. Two of them are the Rutherford, and one is to Sorensen, and he avenges that loss. So I think Mick Jordan's number three. Well, I'm sorry the NCAA committee didn't agree with you, Tommy. You <laughs> <laughs> think you agree with me? That's why you want to move on. Um, I mean, like if it was the other way, I probably wouldn't complain at all. Right. But, you know, Kalika has two losses. Levant has two losses. They're one and one because essentially the All-Star doesn't count into the seeding criteria, right? Right. So, um, obviously, Kalika has the win over Sorensen. Um, Levan beat – so he beat Kalika. He beat Chisco, who's the number six. He beat Thompson, who's the number seven. Um, I'm pretty sure he beat Lugo, the number eight, and Oliver, the number nine. So, you know, obviously he didn't get the opportunity. He didn't wrestle Rutherford. He didn't wrestle the one, the four, or the five. But he beat the two, the six, the seven, the eight, the nine, right? So I mean, he's beaten pretty, pretty much. Yeah, I, I can't. I, mean, I guess it's kind of like a horror. It's about a horse um, piece. I ain't mad at it. Um, so we got obviously you go Rutherford on top. 
Um, I, I, do you think Micah can beat Sorensen again? Yeah, I do. You think so? I do. What's it going to be, right? Yeah. Uh, 1-0? 2-1? What? I think he can get a takedown in the first four minutes and change the complexion of the match. Okay. Um, I, I actually got I got Sorensen this time. Did well, they... screw you. <laughs> and then I, I got Sorensen given. Um, I got Sorensen giving Rutherford a, a little tougher match than uh, than Micah Jordan did because Micah Jordan didn't give him much. And then I got Mays beating. Kalika again. I believe they're like four and four lifetime against each other. But I think Mays is going to get him. And then uh, let's go to the second Missouri National Champion, LeVon Mays over Zane Rutherford. You're freaking out of your mind. Yeah, this is awesome, right, Tommy? Because if I'm wrong, you just call me a homer. But if I'm right, you call me the prophet. (laughs) 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 You're lying, dude. (laughs) Well, you can, right, you can pick Micah Jordan to win if you want. <laughs> I'll go Rutherford versus Kalika. Rutherford wins in a surprisingly close match. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, well, and from an objective perspective, it obviously it, it kind of seems weird because Kalika and Sorsen have wrestled them close. But, but from a technique standpoint I and from a strategy standpoint, I would say Mays has – the best opportunity to beat Rutherford because he can score from the outside, right? And he doesn't have to let Rutherford get a hold of him and tie up, and he re- and he doesn't have to finish through a scramble, right? He, he has I, the I ability that. to attack and blow through someone. So from, from my perspective, um, you know, looking at him objectively, out of all those guys, and, uh, you know, Kalka and Sorensen weren't close with him last year, and obviously they both wrestled him close this year. I buy, I, I buy that. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Sweet. So you're picking Mays too? No, I'm not picking Mays. I'm oh, saying he's geez. got the best chance. <laughs> ah. All right. Do we need to talk about 57? Because N- Nolf is. Uh, I do think he may Kemmerer be the best wrestler the today. Side. I do think Kemmer is coming out on the other side. Well, you can't pick Joey LaValle? No. Why not? Because Kemmer's got only two losses. and LaValle's only got one. I know, but and it's that guy's not, not even in the bracket. What's that? And the, and the guy the guy he lost to was Cutler in the semis of the scuffle, and he's not even in the bracket. Do you think that – let me throw this out there. Do you think that Dylan Palacio has a chance against Michael Kemmerer? Full disclosure, I don't know enough about Palacio. Okay, Palacio's deal is – that he had Ian Miller. He, he um, is a highly skilled wrestler, but he's very undisciplined, and you never know who's going to show up, right? It could be a very high-level wrestler, and it could be – he, he's also lost to guys who are uh, very questionable, right? And he's also only had nine matches on the season. Um, so kind of one of those guys where, hey, I, you're not really sure what you're going to get out of him. Right. Is that fair? Well, that that's a good – I mean, that's a good matchup with Kemmerer, you know. But, I mean – right. Hey, tell me, what what happened to Brian Murphy? What did he hurt, do you shit, know? I don't know. No, they, they didn't really say, I don't think. I'll, I'll Google it right now, but I don't believe they really said. I Googled it the other day. I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it's who else pulled out? Um, oh, the West Virginia kid also pulled out at 197. Let's see. Injury forces Murphy. Yeah, he doesn't really say what he did. Um, okay, so let's go through this. I got, well, t- from a team perspective, it, it would be really big if Joe Smith made the semifinals. Um, 
And I'm going to go ahead and say it, it, it is a weight-cutting issue that's been going on with him this year. Uh, you know, I said before I think it was weight-cutting or injury. I'm going to go with it was weight-cutting. And I think he steamrolls to the quarters with Berger. Now, the, the quarters is fairly close to weigh-in, so maybe that's affect, you know that that's going to affect him. And Berger, Berger has a high-powered offense, so he, you know, he can go out there and, and get Joe Smith tired. Um, if Joe makes it, makes it to the semis, he will have that big, you know, that big gap between weigh-ins because obviously semis are Friday night. I could see him keeping it close with Jason Nolf. I, I buy him, that. Can I see him beating Jason Nolf? No, absolutely not. I'm buying that. Okay. I like what you're telling me. And then uh, on the bottom, I, I think you're going Kemmer or Lavalley, and I got to pick against the Tiger at some point. So I think you get Kemmer. I think Kemmer keeps it relatively close against Nolf, but loses. Buy it. I'm buying it. So you, are you picking the same two in the finals? Yes. Okay. And what do you think Joe Smith's going to finish? Because that could be – obviously that's that's going to be another big deal in the team race. I would say he wrestles at his seat or above it between three and five. Let's see. Who's six? He ain't going to lose to Clayton Ream. As a matter of fact, I believe he just beat Clayton Ream in the Big 12 finals. Who's seven? Palacio could beat him. He could beat Berger, though. And uh, you know him and Lavalley was a pretty close match. He so. would beat Jake Short, I think. You'd think he'd yeah, he'll beat Jake Short for sure. All right, so we got Nolf over Kemmer, one sixty five. I think this is a. I think one thirty three might be my favorite bracket, but this could possibly be my second favorite bracket. Is like, that right? It is. This this bracket is fantastic. Um, is Cody Bircher's in it? Man, I've ne- I've never seen Cody Bircher wrestle. Does he have the most losses of anyone at the NCAA tournament? Because I believe he's he got might. sixteen <laughs> losses. He might. That's, he, he, he might. You're right. Wow. You know, uh, when we're talking about seating issues, um, I c- I could have seen, uh, and not that it really helps. And I guess I get, it's a horse apiece, but I could have seen um, Lewis o- over. Uh, Chad Walsh, who who is uh, the number five? Yeah, and that would have been obviously a big difference because well, Lewis is the type of guy. Well, Lewis did lose to Isaac Jordan in the in the All Star Classic. Yeah, but you know what, Ben? You want Lewis on the other side because he he's he could sure. be in the finals on that side. Yeah, that's I mean that's fair. I you know I was thinking to make it the semis. Um, I think Vincenzo might be a little tougher match than Isaac Jordan uh, at this time. Yeah, but he's got a. He could actually. He could make the finals on that side. He could not on the other. Mass is <laughs> Mass is damn good though too. Um, he's, he's man, Michigan's gonna be tough next year, Tommy. Because you realize yeah, they put three. They put three All Americans out of Richard. They got well. They got uh, Kuhn coming you call back. Pantaleo, like you're some. It's Pantaleo. Whatever. And um. Coon and Abinator. And Abinator. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, then they got Massa. They've got uh, Mitchick. Mitchick. They've and the, got... and this freshman, the freshman 174 is doing great, too. I think he's the – hold on, we're not at 74 yet, but I'll click over and see what CD is. He is the uh, – where is his name? He's the nine seed as a freshman. Yeah, he did okay with Bo Jordan in the semis. So, uh, I mean, that's six really high-level guys there. Um and then you know I don't know who they, I don't know who they're redshirting. You know I don't know if there's any redshirt freshmen that are. They got Assad from Ohio who's in redshirt. He's pretty good. I don't know how he's doing in college, but he was good coming out. 
Yeah, so they, they could have a really tough team. I mean, because Coon's probably going to be the number two. Obviously, he's got Snyder number one, but Medbury and Walls and all those guys graduate. Yeah, he's he's a finalist, no so doubt. You're thinking he's a finalist. You're thinking Mitchick next year, um, Clark graduates, Richards graduates, Montoya graduates. Um, you know, he, he's still he's, got Brock and uh, Gross. And, so still- and NATO. So, yeah, so, you know, I guess we'll see how he does this weekend. And then Massa is going to, you know, he's a seated number two right now, so... Um, man, they could be they could be looking at a good team next year, no doubt. All right, so I got I got Imar over Isaac Jordan in the semis, and I got I got Logan Massa over Daniel Lewis in the semis, and I got Imar over Logan Massa. I got Imar over Isaac Jordan in the semis, and I've got Daniel Lewis losing to Massa in the semis. And then Imar over Massa. Man, we picked the same like three brackets in a row, haven't we? That's right. I like Daniel Lewis though. I think he's tough. He freaking gave Bo Jordan fits, dude. Yeah, that yeah, that was uh, at the alumni match. That was that was a fun match. What do you think about Anthony Valencia? Because Anthony's always had more success than um, oh my god, what's his brother's name? Zahid, and he is not having as much success this year. Do you think it's a weight cut issue? Do you think they both bump up next year or, or what? Um, I don't really know. I don't know enough about the Valencias to say why he's not doing as well as the Heat. I mean, all I know is he's a freshman, ranked seventh, and he's doing a heck of a job. Yeah, but he was – I mean, like, when we're going back to high school, I mean, he, he took fifth at the U.S. Open as a senior in high school, right? So, um, you know, I don't want to say seventh as a freshman isn't good – but when you look at how good he was, I mean, hell, he beat Isaiah Martinez three times in a row in 2000 and what oh, year was shit. it? The I junior that was the kid. No, that, that was, was Anthony. I'm saying Anthony was always better. He always was. Um, and then you know, obviously he's been so good this year. And 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 to me, it one you know, obviously they're twins, right? And they were kind of like different sizes for a little bit. But p- part of me wonders if if they're they're kind of evening out, and both of them are probably 74 pounders, and we know the. We know the type of impact that making weight all year can have. If you know, if if Anthony should not really be a one sixty five pounder, and he needs to go up to have his maximum amount of success. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean that. We'll see what happens. I mean, Zahid could go up. I know that much. Yeah, because he beat Nickel and Martin. Uh, Nickel He's and just got Martin. the frame. He's just got the frame too. Yeah. Um, so. Let me see. Where was that? That. Hold on. I, he placed at the uh, was it seniors? He lost a uh, he had DQ'd against Chris Perry. What in the world? He beat Kyler oh. Sanderson, and that was when he was in high school. Um, oh, right here he took though he took third at the U.S. Open. <coughs> Let's see. He beat Colt Sponseller. He beat Quentin Goodley, and he beat uh, he teched Tyler Caldwell 10-0 when he was in high school. That's Jeez. crazy, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and oh. then the year before. Let's see, Fila Junior Nationals. The year before, at the Fila Junior Nationals, he beat Isaiah, Isaiah Martinez, um, and then he beat him twice at the World Team Trials. Um, I think it was fairly dominant. It was 10, he beat him 10-0, 10-0, both matches. Crazy. Holy crap. All right, so, um, well, maybe we'll talk to someone from Arizona State and we'll get an answer on that. All right, so 174, his brother, Zahid, Number one, you got Hall at five. You got Epperly at four. You got Jordan at three. You got Real Budo at two. 
Um, yeah, Price at six. I don't know. Is Price a contender? Yeah, I, I guess he probably is. I guess you could even go down to Kyle Crutchmer at the number seven because um, he does have a win over Brian Robudo um, as a contender. So I guess if I had to pick, I'm going to go, um, and I, again, I have a bias in this one. I'm going to go Zahid Robudo, and I'm going to go Robudo over Zahid. I'm going Zahid versus Jordan. Versus Jordan. Okay, and who wins? Ah, uh, I'm taking Jordan, dude. Well, I ho- I would hope so, Tommy. Yeah, I'm taking Jordan. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this: so neither of us picked Mark Hall making the finals, and I don't want to say he's he's one of the best uh, high school wrestlers ever, but obviously six state titles, and then a junior world title, and a cadet world title. Um. You can make an argument for Spencer Lee, right? Because now he, he has three world titles, but he did not win state as a senior, obviously, albeit due to the injury. Um, if Hall takes a, a fourth or a fifth, is that a bust for him? Sorry, Ben, I'm sorry. I, I, it broke up. What would you say? I said, okay, did, which part did it break up on? The whole thing? Yeah. I said, I said Mark Hall, if he takes fourth or fifth, you know, he's arguably the best or one of the best high school wrestlers of all time with Six state titles, a cadet world title, a junior world title. Um, you know, if he takes a fourth or fifth, do you consider that a bust? No, no. He came well, out in the not? middle. He came. He came out in the middle of the year. Um, motivated is motivated. Team motivated. Getting fourth or fifth is not a bust as long as he you know competes for the title, wins two or three his his last three years. It's fine. So you're not saying bust if he if he finishes say say he finishes to his seed he's fifth. Yeah, it's not a bust. Now it, it also he he also is still in the trenches. He hasn't separated himself, and he needs to prove that next year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and we've talked about this before, but his his style is definitely more suited for for freestyle wrestling than it is for folk style wrestling because he doesn't really. Excel. Um, you know, he's not, he's not bad. I wouldn't say he's bad on top and bottom, but he's not an amazing part, uh, parterre, <laughs> referee's position wrestler. And so, uh, you know, that that's a position where he could definitely make some improvements. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Okay. Um, anything else interesting here in this bracket that you want to talk about? No, no. It's it's uh, it's a good bracket. It's important for the Bucks that they pop, pop this guy in the finals. Or oh, so are we going? Are we've been talking about Penn State and Oklahoma State? Are are we going under the assumption that Ohio State has a chance of winning this thing, Tommy? Absolutely. And you're still not coming. I'm still not coming. I'm still... <laughs> oh man, Tommy! <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> All right. Let's see. So how far? Let's see. You got uh, who'd you have so far? I mean, you got you got Thomasello winning it, correct? I got I got Thomasello winning it. Bojo winning it. I think Jose Rodriguez is um gonna win a couple matches. I think Mick Jordan's gonna place top four. Um, and then now we're coming up to the point where they've you know that Bojo. I got Bojo winning it, and they've just got a they got a hit on these three weight classes. Yeah, the top four essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so 184, you got you got Dean 1, you got Boyd 4, Zavatsky 5, Brooks 3, Mymar 6, Dudley 7, 
and, and nickel, nickel number two. This, this one's really interesting to me because, you know, Dudley was an NCAA finalist last year, and he finds himself all the way down to the number seven seed. Um, and all, you know, also obviously we could we could see we're gonna you know we're gonna see probably a rematch of the Big Ten finals in Brooks Martin on number on, on the quarters, which didn't turn out so well for for Martin. And then we you know we could see Nickel versus um, Martin if Martin gets past him. But you know to me it would be more interesting to see Nickel Martin in, in the quarters, right? Because that that uh, that is a that to me that's a really interesting rivalry. Um, but I guess we could maybe see it in the semis. I think I think you know I know it sounds like a homer because he got worked by Brooks in the finals, but I think a lot of that was predicated on a, a great uh, bear hug that Brooks had. Foot sweep. Think, it was a foot sweep. Yeah. That's I embarrassing think, to get. Who would ever get foot swept? Yeah, I know. I, think, <laughs> I never got foot swept by Mako. Mako never got not one time. He foot swept me to my rear end twice but, but never didn't scored. go behind me. Um, oh, Tommy. That's, that's 19 matches. Never got foot swept. Really? Yep. Holy crap, that's pretty impressive. I did not know that yeah. was the case. Well, that's right. Who would ever get foot sweeped? Um, well, yeah, that's what I feel. So what the hell is Miles Martin thinking? <laughs> um, I'm, I think Miles Martin's going to be in the finals. <laughs> so he's going to beat Brooks. And how, what, what, what game plan change is he going to make um, against, against Sammy Brooks? I mean, to me... Sammy Brooks is a slightly easier matchup for him stylistically when I look at it than Bo Nickel is um, because Sammy Brooks is limited. He doesn't attack the legs well. You stay in position. You don't give him the effing underhooks because he's, he's going to underhook you and you freaking blow through him. He's limited, but he's freaking really strong. And um, well, yeah. I, I just think that he has a harder time with him. I think Miles Martin's going to be in the finals. I think he's wrestling phenomenally. And I think he'll be in the finals. Wow! So he's got to avenge that twelve to two loss. Um, man, he, he's done a lot crazier than that in the past two years. That's true. Yeah. So when I when I think about that matchup, I can clearly see Miles Martin winning. But then when you give me the result that happened last week, or, or two weeks, you know, it was last week. I I have a hard time with it, right? So I'm like, I'm really really split on this one. Um, because my mind says Martin can do it, and then the results say, well, and I'll tell you, you could say it's one, you know, it's one foot sweep, but he gave up six points there, but he got beat twelve two. I don't, I don't believe he got a takedown in the match. Um, so when I look at that result, I think I got to pick Brooks. Um, I got to pick Nickel over Dudley. I got, I have Nickel in the finals, and I have Dean beating Nickel. I got Mymar, Dean, Dean beating Mymar. Wow. Okay, so you got Mymar getting through both Brooks and um, yes. Nickel. I don't. I don't really think the the four or five Boyd and Zavatsky have much of um, an influence on, on that anything there. No. Do you? No, no. But Boyd has to obviously finish high in order for um, Oklahoma State to you know we're talking six, above six for them to Correct. stay in it. <laughs> All right, one ninety seven. Now, I got to tell you that that Colin Moore win over Far took him out of the running to have a debate on whether he should be the fourth or third seed. Oh, with he would have been he would have been the fourth for sure if he lost. 
I know. So this is phenomenal job, and he's got to capitalize on this. Yeah. He's got to capitalize on this for the program. So, I mean, obviously I'm taking Cox. I don't know much about Hot, but I'm not that impressed with McCutcheon. So I'm not impressed with McCutcheon. I will take Cox over Hot in the, in the semis, and then Moore over Far in the semis, and then Cox over Moore. Well, I believe we are going to agree again because that, that's how I see it going down. Um, and and Penn State really needs McCutcheon to wrestle to that seat in, in order to stay in it. You know, he he's a guy I could see easily. Um, you know, losing to Hot and then losing to someone in the wrestle backs there. You know, I could see him losing to a Weigel or losing to a Studebaker um, to not all American, and that would really hurt Penn State's chances. Right. Absolutely. Um, all right, Cox over over more. I, I totally agree with that. Um, Tommy, I think this show would be a lot better if you. I, I believe we've agreed on like six of the weight classes right now. Uh, Let's get freaking smart, and that's I can't help that. <laughs> Can't help it, bro. <laughs> um, all right, not, man. And heavyweight's not challenging either. It's freaking Snyder over Medbury, right? Oh, uh, I could see Walls beating Medbury. You could? Yes, I could. I absolutely could see that. All right, is that what you're gonna pick? Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm gonna pick um, Snyder over Neville's in the semis. So you're down Casper the Ghost? Yeah, I'm down on Casper. And then I'm taking um, Walls over Medbury in the semis and then Snyder over Walls. Okay, I'm going I'm going Casper the Ghost makes the semis. And I'm saying he makes it interesting for one period against Snyder. Is you think? For one, one period, and then Snyder's going to wear him out and score a whole bunch of points. But I'm saying for one period, he makes it interesting. Yep. And I got um, I got Medbury on bottom. I, I just think he's better than Walls. Um, and then I yeah I just, I can't obviously I couldn't see Snyder losing the finals. Man, I did. Does it feel to you like I and, and so th- I mean this is a fact that we have an undefeated wrestler at every single weight class. Um, I don't know that that's I am I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what we, you know if we have statistics on what the most undefeated division 1 wrestlers in one year ever was. Um so what's your theory here on why we have so many freaking undefeated wrestlers that, that and I mean almost to a point have separated themselves from the field. Well, I would say that there's these records are lower. Um what do you mean by lower? All of these Season records going to the nationals. I think that we're wrestling less. There's less dates. That, that's true. Totally true. And so that opens up the opportunity to have more undefeateds, of course. Yeah. Because you look at it, Gilman's twenty-seven and zero. That's a pretty decent amount. But I used to wrestle. I wrestled forty yeah. plus matches every year. I had forty every year. Yeah, I wrestled one hundred and seventy-eight college matches. Damn, so what is, in four years, Tommy. Yeah. So I averaged what wow. forty. Forty-four and a half matches a year is what I average. Wow, I had one hundred and sixty. So, um, Thomas yeah. Sell nineteen and zero. I mean, Snyder's um, obviously only twelve and zero, and then all the Penn State Dean guys they missed a couple times. Dean Hiles twenty-seven and zero. Rutherford's twenty-three and zero. Uh, Nolf twenty-two and zero. So um, why do you I'm think people are competing? Why are people competing less? 
Zahid, 33-0. That's pretty decent. Why, uh, why are people competing less? Tommy, because I don't believe the rules have been changed, right? Is it just they're, they're thinking less competition is better, or? They're, they're, they're doing less tournaments, I think. Less, like, you know, I think each team does, like, one less tournament or two or three less tournaments, you know? Yeah. I don't think the duels are less. You think it's good or bad? They're doing less tournaments. Um, I think it's inconsequential. I think that they're just sure being selective. Cox yeah. is twenty three and zero. I mean, you know, Willie and CP on their show, they always complain about the length of the college season. They always say it's too long. It's too long. I, you know, when I was, I had five of them, and then four as a coach. I never felt that way. Maybe it's because I loved wrestling so much, and maybe I'm an anomaly. But I never thought, hey, this season is too long. I can't wait for it to be over. You know, I was always. Um, into it, I was excited. I loved it. Um, I thought I thought it was too long. You did. I really struggled my freshman year. I mean, I got second and went forty three and four. So on paper, I did great. But like, dude, mentally, I was hanging on by a thread for a month. Really? Oh, I was gonna break any day. What the last month? Oh yeah. Did you tell Russ? Uh, what did Russ say? No, I kept it bottled up, man. I, I you did. Why didn't you say Russ? I need a day off, dude. No, I held my mud, but I was I was I was struggling, man. It's like what what I, about it? Because obviously you weren't cutting weight. Stress. It was stress. Yeah, I, I obviously was not cutting weight, so that was not a factor. It was just stress, and and training, you know, at a uniquely high level, and just all of it combined. I, I mean, obviously I did well, but I just yeah. when I see people go through the freshman slide, even though I didn't experience one, it's like I know how you feel because I was on the ledge, ready to jump. You were? Yeah. You've, I don't think yeah. you've ever told us this story. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, well, so, man, what, what specifically? What, I mean, because like you said you were doing well. With, so was it, was it too much training? I mean, well, obviously it wasn't a weight cutting. Cause I, that does it for some guys, for 100%, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, I was training as hard as I ever trained in my life. Yeah. I was, you were know. Were you getting your ass kicked in the room by anybody? No, no, not really, no. No, I wanted, I wanted to, to not work out for a few days. You know, I wanted to, you know, it was just, it was just a pressure cooker. It was the stress, the pressure. So, uh, he, and they never gave you a couple of days off. I never really asked. I just stayed tough, held my mud and, and finished out the year and did a good job. But I just remember dangling, you know, hanging by a thread. Wow. Yeah. So I think it's a little too long. But I'm not like, you know, I don't think it's too long. Some people say you get injured. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I just think it's a little long, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a, maybe I, you know, I'm an anomaly. I, I never felt that way. You know, I thought Missouri structured its season pretty well. We always had a few easier tournaments at the beginning. We had Vegas, and then we geared down with a couple easier duels. Um, and then obviously we wrestled Scuffle, uh, I think, every year or maybe every year but one. So an- another really tough tournament, um, and, and then back to duels. But I, so I, I guess I don't have a point except the fact that I didn't feel it. I loved it. I wanted to go smash people every weekend. If I could have done it year round, I probably would have. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're different. It would be it would be interesting to take a poll of, of Division One wrestlers and see. Um, I think you lose. I think you'd lose. But how, how far? About how far? Do you think it'd be like 20? What do you think? Um, I think it's eighty twenty. That high? Yep. Wow. So what? What I mean? So what? How? Okay. So say 
say you're a college coach, how would you restructure the season so that that you know that those guys aren't having that feeling? Or I would, are you saying it's impossible to do under current rules? No, I don't think it's impossible. I would probably start after the new year and go to mid-April. Okay, so now we're changing the whole system. Yeah, yeah. I would go, I would get through the holidays because cutting you know cutting weight yeah. travel and I would start competing after the new year and have the championships after March Madness um, in mid April. Yeah, I mean I think that that's the one that obviously makes the most sense to me because you turn it down to you go to a one semester sport you get off March Madness in in, in basketball and. Um, to your point, you get the holidays, you know, if not off, a few more days off, right? Because I know, um, I think the most days I ever got off over Christmas was six, maybe. Um, but a couple times it was it was four, only four or five. Right. Well, cool. Well, so, Tommy, calling you out one more time. I'm hoping that somehow you'll make a, a last-second decision to come to St. Louis. I will be there. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. I'm leaving on Wednesday. Um, get there Wednesday night. Think of probably do a fantasy wrestling draft of some of some sort. Uh, and I'm I'm just excited. This is one of my favorite weeks every single year. Me too, brother. Let's have a good time, and we got plenty to talk about Sunday night. So much to talk about. All right, my man. All right, see you, Tommy. See you, bye.